Hello and welcome to the Winchester, the podcast where we explore everything to do with film, TV, entertainment, pop culture, you name it. If you're a nerd like us, then you're in the right place. We'll be diving deep into all things nerdy to discuss exactly what it is we love and hate about them. If you haven't already, please make sure to like, subscribe, review, wherever you get your podcast. This week, we're putting two ancient rivals against each other in an epic mashup that I bet you can guess what it is. It's Pokemon versus Digimon. It's the, the biggest rivalry of the 2000s. Or was it the 90s? No, 2000s. Uh, it was 98. Like late 90s. 98? The first, yeah. the first Pokemon movie came out in 98. I was actually in the process of looking it up. Digimon movie was 2000. Well, there you go. I mean, back in the day, Digimon cards, Pokemon cards, uh, they were they were hot commodities. And now even today, Pokemon cards are still going strong. I still have all of mine. Uh, do you guys still have yours? I don't have any no. of mine. My parents like to purge all of my things from childhood. My dad got rid of all of my Disney VHS tapes. Like I had like Oof. original Disney VHS tapes that are worth a ton of money now and they all just got thrown out. Oh, ah! no. it's like it's me me keeping all my stuff is like all my star wars stuff is just like one day i'm just like i'm gonna prove mom wrong one day i'm gonna yep. be rich i'm still waiting <laughs> i can i can hear her from i can hear her from here stepping on my old lego <laughs> all right well as usual of course we've, it's it's us three here uh ben hannah and myself scott uh we're gonna jump into a segment that we like to call what you watching uh ben what have you been watching um i watched army of the dead uh because i didn't get enough uh zack snyder in my life last week nice nice um and i i actually had a really good time with it it was lighthearted. it was fun it was a zombie movie um uh, with some interesting uh, takes on the zombie genre I don't want to go too into it because I don't know if either of you have seen it, but... uh, No, I I meant to watch it this weekend, but... Yeah, I still got to check it out. I I really, really enjoy uh, Dave Bautista as an actor, so I I had a good time with the movie. There's obviously some plot points where you're just kind of like, what? But uh, at the same time, it's a zombie heist movie starring Dave Bautista. You can't get uh, too into your head about the whole story in the movie. That is a nice spin on it. Right? And then... I really enjoyed Tig Notaro's performance in it, and I'm really yeah. happy with uh, um, the Snyder's choice to replace Chris Delia with Tig Notaro. Even though they knew it was going to cost a lot of money to do it, it was the yeah. right choice, and they stand behind that choice, which is awesome. Um, they got a lot of cred in my book for doing that and going through with it. Though there's a few moments in the movie where you can tell that they changed it afterwards where eye lines are a little off or um, the way they're talking about Tig's character uh, you can tell that they're really they're talking about Chris Delia or however you pronounce his name I don't really care but overall it was fairly seamless Um, Tig was actually only on set with one actor for one day Um, so they pulled it off pretty well by transforming her into the role crazy sweet yeah uh weirdly enough actually it, it's already been announced that tig Notaro is coming back to star trek discovery and we actually have to do a very similar type of thing not taking not replacing her with someone else but we shot episodes that she's in uh months ago 
and we're now basically getting her side of the scene uh, coming up. Interesting. So it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's uh, she she's quickly becoming be cool. known as the actor that you use to fill in footage of other actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, she—I mean, she's she's been in the show for about two seasons now. I oh think, yeah, two two or three, um, and uh, just a delight to work with. She's she's awesome, hilarious, kind of quiet for someone who like you know her shows like she does that show that she has where she doesn't know famous people. <laughs> I love she's that becoming, show. <laughs> it's it's so good. She's becoming quite famous, you know. Like she's always on Colbert. She's you know she's doing so many things, getting to replace other actors. You know, I'm looking really forward to seeing uh, seeing that movie, Ben. I think it's yeah. going to be sweet. I uh, yeah, I highly recommend uh, at least checking it out. Like I said, I had a good time with it. There's some uh, there's some interesting song choices for sure. I'll nice, leave it at that. Nice. You'll enjoy it. Uh, Hannah, what are you watching? I've continued to watch Mayor of Easttown. I got caught up this week, and uh, I'm like going crazy trying to figure out who the the culprit is I like couldn't sleep last night trying like going through and just turning over to Phil and being like what if it was this, <laughs> what if it was this? <laughs> um, so I'm I'm really enjoying that show it's really really good I started getting into Dimension 20 I don't know if you guys I have I watched that know. at all I've, I've heard of it I haven't watched it yeah it's really really good it's a uh, another like Dungeons and Dragons playthrough type show but it's all the people from college humor so like brendan lee mulligan and uh i can't remember emma something and it's it's really it's really well done i heard griffin's gonna be doing something with it i thought yeah so him and brendan lee mulligan did like a video for maximum fun drive I don't know if it's on YouTube or not, but they're basically talking about like like how to do homebrew campaigns and and stuff like that. Brendan Lee Mulligan is a great like he's a really good dungeon master. He like puts on all the voices and like acts things out. And then it's kind of interesting because like one session will be them like kind of just going around and like chatting and like trying to figure stuff out. And then the next session will be like the whole battle. So it's it's really well done. I like it a lot and uh, highly recommend it. This week, I started uh, Shadow and Bone. Oh, nice. yeah. How are you I'm, liking it? I'm three episodes in. I really dig it. I 100% really am enjoying myself. Like this whole kind of like steampunky type of vibe. I'm fucking here for it. I, I, I kind of wish that they pumped up the steampunk a little bit more. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I love this, like, kind of, like, turn-of-the-century sort of vibe that's going on. Still yet kind of Wild Westy. Yeah, I really, I think the, the lead actress, I really like her as well. She's really good. Yeah, it's one of those shows where it's, like, it's a fantasy show, so you feel like there should be, like, all this exposition and everything at the beginning, but there isn't really. You're just kind of immersed in the world right away. They do a good job where, like, the things that you really kind of need to know they summarize it to like a word. So once you like, you yeah. hear that, I forget the, I forget, forget what the magic people are called, but they keep on saying these people are bad or whatever. These people, whatever they were persecuted. Can't remember what the name is, but they keep saying it over and over again of like, Oh, you're a what? You're this, you're a that. We're like, Oh no. You know, it's like basically the magic folk. They've, you know, used to be targeted and now they're, 
looked at as officers in the army as sort of thing, like, you know, special forces, second army or something like that. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I'm quite enjoying it. I'm looking to forward, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. There are quite a few really good actors in it. I don't know who any of them are. And I really like that. Nice. Yeah. The guy that plays, I can't remember his character's name, but he plays the like leader of the gang that's in it. Oh, with the Kang? Yeah, I've yeah. never seen him in anything before, and he's fantastic. I yeah, really, really like good. him a lot. I got about 15 minutes into the first episode before getting to, uh, distracted, but the last scene I remember watching was uh, his introduction, and he just steals the show. I really enjoyed yeah. I actually, uh, I, I mentioned, I was like, oh my god, that was like a really good opening, like as an introduction to a character. Just like setting this kind of like sinister tone, but then you also, like you think, you're like, oh, this guy's got all the... Cap- this guy's got all the power, all the control, and you just tell that you can. Then you then you find out that he's like this like mini mob boss. He's not the upper upper mob bosses. He's like trying to make his name known, trying to like stake his claim here. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. I really like that. You know, we're not following some mob boss. It's like some person who's trying to. He's like halfway up the chain, and you're yeah. He's like halfway up the chain. Yeah. He's he's trying to pr- trying to trying to prove himself. And he's got a team with him. Oh, the one girl that's with him. Oh my god, yeah. what's her name? The one who's in blue. She's got all like she's got like fifteen knives. There's, that, there's one point where someone's yeah, like, I can't, I can't "Give me all these knives." The I can't remember any of these characters' names, which is like a, that's a bad, that's a bad, very bad sign. But I'm thoroughly enjoying everything. And there's like a great scene where she takes out all her knives. It's the classic like hand over your weapons, and she's pulling knives out of God knows where. But she's uh, Inej. Inej. She is fantastic as well. Bunch of really good really good actors in it enjoying the story looking forward to seeing where it goes that brings us to the winchester question every episode we're given a question whether it's asked from one of us or from one of our amazing listeners if you have a question you want us to answer hit us up on social media at WinchesterCast. the question is from ben bray go ahead ben <laughs> uh so with the recent release of uh Games like Resident Evil 8 and the Mass Effect Legendary Edition with the remastering of the original games. Um, I was wondering what everyone's favorite video game franchise is. Now, when I say franchise, I don't mean uh, Star Wars isn't a video game franchise. Uh, Lego Star Wars would be. As long as the game has multiple entries, it is considered a franchise. So uh, I'm I'm curious. uh, Hannah, what's your favorite video game franchise? I, I'm sure you guys already know, but for our listeners at home, um, Mass Effect is definitely my favorite video game franchise. I love those games. Um, my tattoo actually also has uh, the Normandy in it. Um, I was introduced to them actually back in college, and I could not put them down. I was obsessed with them. So I just love the... I love the story. I I love character creation. That's like one of my favorite things of all time in video games. So I love being able to like create a character and see them go through like all these like kind of trials and tribulations. So and also like the relationship building and stuff as well. I find that really interesting. And I I don't know for sure, but I think it was like one of the one of the first games to kind of do like a bunch of different like options and stuff that you could go through. Um, Don't quote me on that because it's probably wrong someone will angrily email me and tell me that like in 1996 there was some game that came out that um, you could do that i think it was like <laughs> is it gonna be ben <laughs> i think it was about 2000 
five with the original Fable. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, didn't Mass Effect... I guess it was 2007 Mass Effect came out. But yeah, uh, I really love those games a ton. I'm really happy that I get to play them again, which I'm doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'm going to have to agree with Hannah. I love the Mass Effect series, I think. It's, you know, it's, it's got this, a bit of closure to it. Like for me, it's like, originally I probably would have said Mario, anything Mario, because I love Mario. <laughs> to uh, me, a Mario. I, I'll disown all of you for saying Mario. Jeez, Lou. Mario. I, I just remember running through the subways in Toronto after we'd been at Stormcrow yelling, it's me, a Mario. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, uh, I get into fights all the time with like people saying Mario, <laughs> and I go, "What's his brother's name? Luigi. What's Luigi's evil version called? Waluigi. What's uh, what's his it's- brother's called? <laughs> oh, Wario. And then what's the main character again? Mario. You go from Wario <laughs> to Mario. What are you doing? I call it Wario. So you Just call saying. it Wario? Oh my god." <laughs> Sorry, my, I cut you off there. <laughs> grinding my gears there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many good franchises to choose from. You know, you've got Mario. Ben, you also said Lego, Star Wars. Like, any, all of the Lego versions of, of these franchises are also really good. I haven't played them in forever, sadly. I was also going to say Elder Scrolls. I really love the Elder Scrolls. To this day, I pick up, you know, Skyrim from time to time. I've got a, 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 a nice PC now that I'm able to use for mods and stuff. I've modded the crap out of uh, my Skyrim. Basically turned it into Lord of the Rings. But yeah, I'm going to have to settle on Mass Effect just because the story is so... it's it's It takes the lead. Something other than like Skyrim, which is just basically just like make a character and just kind of go explore. There's more yeah. of a, a drive through the story. And to me, you know, story and character, uh, that's, that's everything. Nice. Ben, what about you? Um, I'm going to be a little divergent. I would love to say Mass Effect. Uh, I've only actually played the first two games. I know. I need yeah. to fix that. I need to fix that. I, I, I've always wanted to continue on to play the third, but I got. Uh, uh, I played the first two while I was still living in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. I beat the second one, and then I moved home. And then in the move, I just took me a while to get back into video games, and I never popped in three after that for some reason. Um, I do own it. But I, I don't know. There's so many great franchises out there. Um, like the reason that when I asked the question, I mentioned Resident Evil and Mass Effect is because I know they're fantastic franchises that I love. But I'm actually gonna probably say uh, Fallout. Oh yeah. yeah, Fallout. I love the aesthetic. I love the kind of retro futurism alternate timeline. Um, I love the music. Like legitimately love that kind of music and my wife and i will put on uh followed inspired playlists all the time when cleaning or driving half of our wedding playlist came from the fallout soundtracks just because they're Mm -hmm. great songs yeah there's just there's something that just captures the imagination of of this alternate timeline that's just so odd there's just something so off about everything in it it's the yeah the um tongue-in-cheek capitalism, stuff like that, where it's just, it, even in the most intense circumstances, they find a way to stick a tongue-in-cheek joke in there, and I, it's something I just love so much about the games. 
I'm still mad at them for uh, stealing my likeness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't, can't argue forever. with. I, I've uh, I've been tempted to go as you for Halloween by just grabbing a Vault Boy mask. <laughs> <laughs> I I always wanted to do this thing. I've always wanted to make like a short film of like a Vault Boy that's seen some shit and who like travels the wasteland and you know has like scruffy facial hair and you know. The first time that we see Vault Boy, he's like holding like a big plasma rifle and has like a cigar in his mouth, wearing goggles and shit. I think it'd be Just so much fun. Do it as uh, the the model for Vault Boy got put into a vault. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like Vault Boy like actually was a real person, and he like hates that he was turned into a mascot. <laughs> People would just be like, oh my god, it's Volpor. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, or, you know, just kind of like has that kind of laissez faire, doesn't give a, doesn't give a damn. The only reason he did it was f- to secure a spot in the vault and survive the Yeah, fallout. exactly. Like, and if you like, if you flashed back to the, you know, 1950s or wherever it was when it started, he's like this chipper, like young, like, come on, guys, get in the vault. Like, you. <laughs> What do you got to lose? And then cut to him today. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> just like buffing <laughs> on a cigar. Just fucking eating a rat by a fire. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be funny. What was it? I think Fallout, I think the whole kind of thing, I was watching this behind the scenes thing. I can't remember what he said, but it was something like, what would the world have been like if we didn't? create the resistor or something like that. Like if technology didn't have like a resistor in it or it was some sort of something else. But like my dad, he's an electrical engineer. And I told him, I was, I talked to him, I showed him follow and he got really into it. He was like, Oh, this is cool. It's like, well, this is the thing. What, what things could have looked like this is. And he was like going down this rabbit hole. And I was like showing him pictures of like, you know, what some of the cars and stuff look like. And he was like, Oh, there was like, these were like concept cars back in like the fifties. My dad was born in the fifties. So, he loves 50s and 60s cars and stuff. But yeah, no, that's such a good choice, Ben. And it wasn't just because the one character looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God. <laughs> Alrighty, well, we're going to jump in then to uh, the Winchester's review we're going to do a comparison, just like we did for the Snyder Cut, but we're putting Pokemon the movie versus Digimon the movie. So Pokemon, that came out in 1998, following Ash and all, and all those uh, folks in his gang. Essentially, an hour and a half long episode of Pokemon. And Digimon, which came out several years later, you can really tell the time difference because of all the ska. Um, yes, so oh my god. And, and bare naked <laughs> ladies that were in it. The band, I'll get into not, that. Pe- not actual, <laughs> but um, but yeah, let's. Uh, where do we begin? I mean, we always just we always jump to the end, but like we're assuming everyone's <laughs> watched this with us. So uh, who wants to jump in? What do we think? Pokemon versus Digimon? Scott, I definitely think that you hit the nail on the head already. And one of my points here is the Pokemon movie is a really long episode that happens yeah. to get a little bit darker, especially that uh, opening backstory pretty dark yeah i Mm -hmm. i it was it was when i first when i started watching it i did not remember at all the opening to this movie i thought it opened with me like mew going through like the aztec ruins and stuff like that i completely forgot that this whole thing started because some doctor's daughter was dying 
and yeah. he wanted to clone her. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I did not remember any of that. And I thought it was really nice that it got so dark. And that's the thing that I I loved about Pokemon is that it didn't it didn't have a problem going dark. And sometimes in the episodes when you think like Pikachu's gonna die or people are actually in danger, it does a really good job at building you up to that moment. But again, it's Pokemon. It's for kids. They're gonna get out okay. My biggest th- my biggest thing with po- with Pokemon the movie though was if you didn't know who Ash, Brock, or Misty were before all this, you wouldn't have given two shits about them. No. Yeah. So it, as a movie as a whole, I'm like, eh, whatever. But if I'm looking at it as like just a continuation of the Pokemon that I know and love, yeah, I, I dig it. it. It heavily relies on what ha- everything that happens before it and who the characters are and their interactions with each other for sure. I, I do think the overall animation of the Pokemon movie was better than the Digimon movie. It's it just like it it had more of that like like kind of classic like anime style to it, whereas Digimon was starting to delve more into like CG and like 3D modeling and stuff like that. Um, and I I do. I, I did like the animation style a little bit better in Pokemon. I agree. I was I kind of forgot how dark Pokemon could get. And like the little, it was a bit weird. Like the little girl being like, life is beautiful. And then just like disappearing. It's like, oh shit, she's dead. Like what the fuck? What am I watching right now? Yeah, I do agree. The like Pokemon movie was kind of just a a super long episode. And I hadn't really thought about that before. Whereas like, if you don't know who these characters are, like they just like show up and you're like, oh, okay. Especially when it's like half an hour (laughs) into the movie and Ash shows up and you're like, oh, I guess Ash is in this. I mean, you know, he's going to be in it, but uh, one one of one of the big issues with the Pokemon movie to me is it, it feels really, really inconsequential to the overall Pokemon story as well. Right. Because um, it relies on the show for its setup and then spoilers for the movie, but everything happens and then everybody forgets everything that happened. It like it yeah. doesn't leave yeah. an impact it's, on the characters going forward in the story. So you could literally watch every episode of Pokemon and never watch this, and you've never missed anything. Yeah. On their part, it's like, oh, like, cool, good job. You haven't really you haven't affected a kid's viewing pleasure if they if they don't get a chance to see the movie. But also, you've done what the majority of 90s films have done and it's all a dream. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which like for the time was oh, revolutionary, but also like screw you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Where's where's, Mew, where's Mewtwo? I mean, I watched this movie probably a hundred times as a kid. I had the VHS on repeat when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And I remember so little of this movie, just like Ash doesn't remember anything that happened. Like, it's just... (laughs) Yeah. All I had remembered from this movie was basically the last five minutes against Mew. Or against Mewtwo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. The fight between Mew and Mewtwo. And the the crying. I, I I would get so worked up seeing, like, the Pokemon fight each other. And like it, and yeah. when they took away like the sort of like the power, no one's using their powers. They're all just punching each other. And I was like, that's yeah. that's not how Pokemon fight. Like Pikachu <laughs> slapping Pikachu, the I evil know. version of Pikachu. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm going, no, like as, as a grown man, like this was like a week and a half ago. I'm watching this movie at fucking three o'clock in the morning. And I'm just kind of like, Mm-mm, no, I don't like that. Not Don't like that at all. 
And of course, seeing Blastoise get beat up, you know, I'm not okay with that. Blastoise is the best. <laughs> um, can I? Can we talk about how bonkers? And I don't know if this is a lost in translation thing from Japanese to uh, English, or maybe it's just insane writing choices. But I always love how Pokemon lines like they're so absurd, but they're delivered with such <laughs> sincerity. They're they're all at the harbor, <laughs> and Mewtwo's like he's like he invites all of the uh, Pokemon trainers and around to like come to this thing, but you have to. You have to take a, a ferry across, but he creates this big storm and it stops him. So only the best will succeed. <laughs> and fucking Officer Jenny or whatever her name is is like the storms. The storms brewing out there, and the harbor master says it's the worst ever. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? How like the harbor master is like this is the worst storm ever. <laughs> Harbor Master's like 60, you know? And I was like, wow. I also noticed that, like, so Mewtwo would say something, and Mewtwo's clearly supposed to be super smart. So he would say something that, like, um, with, like, words that were a little bit probably too complicated for kids, and then one of the humans would just repeat exactly what yeah. he said, like, yeah. a second later, but just a little dumbed down so that kids could understand. <laughs> like air coming out of a balloon. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's one of the things that um, I noticed about both of these movies, is there is a lot of redundant dialogue. Oh, my God, yes. yes. Spe- especially in, I mean, like, that example is pretty blatant, but in Digimon... There's like times where they're like, uh, like Vimon Digivolve too, and then he Vimon goes, okay, Vimon Digivolve too, and says the exact same <laughs> yeah. line verbatim. Like, yeah. just yeah. cut to the the Digivolve. You don't need him to say it again. Yeah, Digimon also had like, it was like the Clone Wars thing I was talking about last week, where it's like just wall to wall talking. They did not shut up the whole time. It was just, and when they weren't talking, it was like ska music. (laughs) (laughs) From one scene to the next. Hey, that Uh, soundtrack was the score to 2000 for me. Yeah, yeah, that I mean, me too. But like, what the (laughs) hell? It's it seems so weird now. What other movie has Fat Boy Slim, Len, and the Bare Naked (laughs) Ladies? Oh, and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, right? Yeah. yeah, I w- I wonder if the um, the score was changed for like from region to region. You know, I don't it, know. It, it may it have, must been. have been like it's it's interesting. Like looking at the scores compared to each other. Like the Pokemon um, or not score, sorry, soundtrack. Uh, the Pokemon soundtrack feels feels so like typical, like stereotypical, like pop '90s. Whereas Digimon was like, let's go complete opposite but still stereotypically 90s, let's go yeah. with Ska. Yeah. And hey, I love me some Ska. <laughs> um, I think I, one of the things was, to me, was, I like, Digimon had a lot of really good kind of, like, one-liners and, like, comedic moments. Also, the kid, like, the, the little kid was cute, like, in the, at the beginning where, like, mm-hmm. she's on Angemon or whatever. Not Angemon, sorry. Agumon. T Rexamon. <laughs> okay. Also, Agumon's we're voice. I'm done with Scott now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I know him. I know where your allegiances lay, and it's not uh, This is where the podcast ends. <laughs> listen, I was listen, I was a pi- I was a Piedmon kid growing up, like the Harley Quinn with all the swords. Like, I was about that. 
Um, Agumon's voice makes me feel so uncomfortable. I don't know why. It's like a... Agumon. <laughs> it's, it's almost as if, like, they saw Phantom Menace and was like, Jar Jar Binks, we need to do something like that, but in a different direction. <laughs> like, the opposite of... <laughs> or just, like, a left... Like, take a left from Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like some guy just being like, "Well, I'll just I'll just rip off Jar Jar Binks." And I was like, "No, but Jar Jar Binks like fit the look. You're now doing Jar Jar Binks for a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That does not work." <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I always liked the little seal guy. I can't remember what he was called. <laughs> also, I like how there's monsters in the street fighting, and only the kids can see that it's happening. <laughs> They don't know, like, especially at the beginning of the movie, they don't deploy the army or anything like that. There's nobody in the streets except this little kid running after Toronto T Rex. <laughs> but not only that, though, because I've been rewatching some of the series lately, nobody remembers that. Nobody mentions that in the series. Um, according to them, in the first episode, that's their first interaction with a Digimon, and they have no idea what's going on. But they yeah. all oh, yeah, watch right. this giant dinosaur that looks yeah. like one of their Digimon rampage through the streets. That's right. So Digimon does does do multiple time jumps, which kind of like encompasses, I want to say, like four seasons of Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> we take, take the main characters from every season of Digimon. So that's one of the big big differences is that we're covering multiple characters over the same amount of time, like an hour and a half compared to Digimon, which is basically you're following uh, three characters, four characters, including Pikachu. There was a whole like recasting midway through the Digimon movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how one of the characters like looks like they basically just took the model of a previous older character and they're like, yeah, I know they look exactly the same. Isn't that right? (laughs) Wait, what? Why do they look exactly the same? You're just going to like throw that out there and not not explain why. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a, a movie for children, but <laughs> but damn it, we will destroy it. <laughs> I think I th- yeah, I think that was like them kind of doing a tongue in cheek joke wink to the adults watching with their kids like, yeah, we know he looks yeah. the same. And I mean, they both did that like kind of. Like uh Pokémon's got a couple jokes where I remember watching this movie a lot as a kid, and I know I wouldn't have understood uh, some of the Team Rocket jokes. Like when they're dressed up as the Vikings, and someone says, I didn't know Vikings still existed. And someone goes, yeah, they mostly live in Minnesota now because of the football (laughs) team. Or someone says says stroke, and someone else goes, I think I'm going to have one. Like I never would have got those jokes as a kid. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And speaking of Team Rocket... Ash and the gang deserve every single thing that comes to them whenever they run into Team Rocket. They deserve all the shitty things that Team Rocket does because they walk up and they see Team Rocket standing there and like they're they're wearing a different shirt. And they're like, "Oh, hi. What's your name?" And then boom, Team Rocket attacks. Yeah, their disguises How? are awful. Like I like again, for kids. And cuz they were expecting that moment where all the kids go, "Look out, it's Team Rocket." yelling at the tv but like come on <laughs> you grown grown ass adults here even even brock brock's the oldest one out of all of them and he's a like yeah he's an idiot but even then he should just be like oh well, no that's team rocket <laughs> like <laughs> shit i did i did like that they had the uh who's that pokemon ref- or call back with team rocket 
Yeah. Except yeah, yeah. They, they, they did it the first time, and I was like, oh, that's great. And then they did it a second, and a third, and a fourth, and a fifth, and a sixth time, and <laughs> got old. Not, not for that six-year-old. Well, I guess not. They should have done it 101 times. Yeah, that six-year-old <laughs> wants it wants one every minute. <laughs> I feel like uh, Brock had a super creepy line at the end of Pokemon, but now I can't. Oh, remember Brock what it always was. has oh, a super yeah, creepy line. It's everything. He's got a. <laughs> it's like okay. So this is like, this is my theory: is that Brock, the character Brock, made a lot of men in various fandoms who they are today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, that would I make mean, a lot of sense. Brock, Brock is the original simp. Did I use that right? Is that right? <laughs> I, I don't know. No idea. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm assuming, like, I hear all these kids being like, wow, you're a simp for this or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. What does that mean? But, like, I'm assuming <laughs> he's a simp for women in authority. I'm assuming that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the movie, like, one of the nurses walks by or something. He's like, they just look more beautiful than the last one or something oh weird God. like that. Yeah it's, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like every time I see a Nurse Jenny, they're or not Nurse Jenny, Officer Jenny, Nurse, I can't remember the nurse's Nurse name. Joy. Nurse, nurse Joy. Joy, thank you. A Nurse Joy. Yeah, he's like, every time I see a Nurse Joy, they're more beautiful than the last one. It's like, Jeez, that's oh. so creepy. <laughs> and you, yeah, it's Like, I love it because how dumb it is, but like... <laughs> so bad why does that need to be in a kids movie <laughs> See, there, there you go there's an example of pokemon reusing uh character assets every time there's yeah. a police officer it's the same character assets what is but like what a smart thing to do yeah like that's, that's yeah. so smart oh the entire police force is this one character what a and way you never see more money. than one at once every monster there's it's it's like Oh, we made one Squirtle. Now we've got Squirtles. We can go to a Squirtle Island, you know, which they Spe- do. Yeah. So speaking of which, with the characters in this particular movie, it's interesting because the first four, I think, clones have very distinct patterns on them. Yes. Markings, and then the rest yeah. of them just yep. look identical. They're like, yeah, yeah I was we, gonna- <laughs> we've tinkered with enough assets. Let's just keep going. Yeah, they were like, okay, these three, we need to make sure that they look different from the other ones. But the rest of them, meh. Yeah. Just use just the so the just so model. the kids can get their visual cue. Like during the big yeah. fight, I was like, "Which one's the good one? Which one's the bad one? I don't know who's actually losing here." That's that's it's that's the moment the they ran out of money. Lose. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I I I figured that much. Man, when Pikachu is just getting the shit slapped out of him, it's like what. Yeah. He's just like the the evil Pikachu is like crying and slapping him like yeah. what is going on? Just like whoa, oh my stuff. god! And also when like this whole palace thing, like Mewtwo's palace, there's like this massive spiral thing that looks like a slide, and Ash is just running up it because Pikachu's running away from these like robot yeah. Pokeball things, and he, Pikachu's running up the spiral staircase thing. Sorry, the spiral slide and. Ash is just booking it up there, following him, and like you expect him to slip and fall, and then when he does fall, he goes like he falls like a hundred and fifty <laughs> feet into water, yeah. and I'm like, buddy, that guy's soup. Yeah, it's but not even kids things, right? not even really deep water because that's where the the seals were sitting earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say, like, I think the emotional impact of the Pokemon movie, like, it was. 
I had more of an emotional impact in that yeah. movie than I did in the Digimon movie. Um, yeah, cause, cause it, there's just, a lot more character connections that we make because yeah. because we're stuck with those characters for so much longer. And also, you're bringing in you know your past uh, experiences with Pokemon to it. Um, yeah, yeah, they 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 play those character connections beautifully. And uh, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say um, just the speaking of the Pokemon crying. Did they not build up earlier in the movie how rare it was for a Pokemon to cry? And that when a Pokemon cries, there's life? Something like along those lines? Because I, I, for some reason, I feel like at the beginning of the movie, they talked about how it was rare for a Pokemon to cry. Yeah. Yeah, they did. It was the dead girl. Yeah. The dead girl at the beginning. Yeah. And oh, then, really? Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, not only is one Pikachu crying during the fight, but then... Every other Pokemon there starts crying when Ash sacrifices himself, which I get it's sad, but I think it would have been much more impactful if it were just Pikachu that was that was crying. And then the, uh, the other Pokemon seeing his pain and suffering is what drove them to stop fighting. Yeah, there's a lot of lines like, now I see what fighting looks like. This is why Pokemon shouldn't fight. No matter what you're like, you should not fight. <laughs> There's just a lot, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a Pokemon lot of should not like fight ever again. <laughs> Gyarados, use Hyper Beam. <laughs> it's like the entire premise of the whole show is like to have Pokemon fight each other. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, it was. Pokemon's definitely a much more um, co- cohesive film than uh, the Digimon movie. But part of that is, is the Digimon movie was actually a bunch of short movies that they re-edited and cut about 40 minutes out of to make the movie. So that's why it's yeah, like, that, that's why it that feels so compressed and there's no, no real cohesive emotional backbone to it. Yeah. It just, it just felt very like, like kind of stitched together. Um, it, yeah, the, the character change like partway through the movie was weird. Um, not going to lie. I kind of started to zone out a little bit at that point. Cause I was just like, I, I, I don't know what's Re- going on anymore. <laughs> yeah, really, really, Kari and TK are the only ones throughout the whole movie. Well, actually, Kari's the only one throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and that the the kid that somehow... Did he put the virus in the internet? Was he the one he, that did well, it? Well, he said that he was trying to grow a Digimon in the internet, and a virus attacked it, and it mutated into okay. that creature in the internet. Okay, but then he also fucked up his other Digimon... So I guess somehow the virus left the internet and abducted his real one of his real Digimon. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay, it, that, it, that wasn't now. super clear um, at, at all. <laughs> it was because of all the ska blasting. Yeah, well, <laughs> there is that. It's been one week. <laughs> one, one of my notes is literally just in all caps. It's been, and I figured everyone would know what I was talking it's about. Been. Oh, what a bizarre so they don't really do that i don't know it feels like they don't really do that in movies anymore like have these like crazy like million dollar soundtracks with a bunch of songs i wish like, they would like i would love a soundtrack as absolutely bonkers as the digimon one like as a kid who did you really listen to fat boy slim <laughs> Did anybody did anybody really listen to Fatboy Slim? But I, it was on this soundtrack, and I loved it. Yep. 
It's like a it's a time capsule for the the time for sure. Absolutely. Like, Just before I, people had cell phones, so you still had to use public phones. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but the internet was still around. Do you do you remember <laughs> when the internet was that pixelated? Yeah, I remember yeah, life. I, I remember yeah. life before internet, and it's uh, it's crazy. It, we're the last generation to remember it, eh? Yep. I re- yeah. I remember having to get off the internet so we could use the phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember my buddy and I like we got email uh I forget how old young we were, but like our families both got email like oh this is how and like everyone's typing with one finger and like you would get off the internet you well you'd send your email get off the internet and then like cuz we were kids we'd call and be like hey did you get my email? <laughs> 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 it's like oh the good old days of dial up Oh. Yeah, I remember like my parents setting me up with my first email account and they didn't want me to use my real name because they were worried that people were going to like come and like try to kidnap me. Um <laughs> and I used uh Canoe Mail. I've never even heard mail. of that. Oh my god. I think it's wow. been it's been years since I've ever heard the words Canoe Mail. Yep. Oh my god. I don't even know if canoe.com even exists anymore. I don't but think so. I want to find out. My first email. <laughs> my family did the whole simpatico, like yep. simpatico.ca stuff. Yeah. Remember MSN? Oh god. Yep. What do you mean remember MSN? It's still around, isn't it? Ben still <laughs> Ben's sitting there waiting for us to log in every night. <laughs> I remember I remember we would get like or we, I'd see advertisements for getting your AOL disc in the mail. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, this is like remember having like actual hardware. Th- this has basically not- become tell me you're old but not that old. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god! It was a different time, that's for sure. Yep. I can't believe that there is like like Gen Z looks at our generation with disgust. Like how? Come on! I look at our generation <laughs> with disgust. Well, yeah, but like not for the your not for the same reasons. reasons. For the yeah, for the we did nothing to fix our <laughs> parents' mistakes of climate change, <laughs> like that 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 stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Pokemon versus Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right! I forgot we were recording a podcast here. Let's let's go through. Okay, I got a couple. Uh, let's do a little speed round here, just to take a little. Tiny, tiny little break from our in-depth discussion. A little speed round. <laughs> Hannah, favorite Pokemon? Uh, Pikachu. Favorite Digimon? The Mor- Morugon or whatever that Mor- one's <laughs> name is. <laughs> that sounds so made up. That is, that's like if I asked my mom what what her favorite Digimon was, and she'd be like, Babukagon. Little, I think my favorite Pokemon is Digimon. Seal. I'm hitting hip and cool with the youngsters. <laughs> his name is uh, what's his name? The little seal guy with the blue and the the red mohawk. Bakugan. Is it Bakugan? No, that's another anime. <laughs> oh, no. What's his name? Gomamon. I wasn't that far off. It sounds like someone saying "Go, mom" in French. Wait, did you say Gogutmon? <laughs> Go, Mamon. He's cute. <laughs> and, and he turns into Greymon, who's like the badass fucking like wolf guy. I look. Oh no, Greymon is Agumon's. Oh, right. I'm looking it up now. Wait, you're looking at the seal guy. He's got a pink mohawk, right? Yeah. That's Sealmon. So there's Sealmon, who has 
like a pink mohawk. Yeah, and- you're thinking Gabumon, which is Matt's Digimon that digivolves into Garurumon. Yes, yeah. Oh my god, people. Jordan would be so disappointed in all of you. <laughs> Speaking of which, Jordan is the one who requested that we watch these movies, so... Yeah. Oh! Someone mentioned Digimon somewhere, and it led into like a three-hour in-depth conversation with Jordan about Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I wasn't talking about Gabumon. If you look up M-A-M-O-N... No, wait... I'm afraid to look that on. Digimon Seal Guy. (laughs) Welcome to the Winchester, where we just Google things. (laughs) We we did did that when no one's paying attention. We did that thing again where we were going to be fast and quick, and now we're. we're (laughs) So it's Gomamon. G G O M A M O N. Gomamon. He turns into Ikakumon. Yeah. Gomamon. Oh, yeah. that, sorry, that's, that's Joe's. That's a little seal. Yeah, that's yeah. Joe's, Joe's Digimon. Yeah, he's cute. I like him. But I also like where Garurumon. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like you're drunk. It just sounds like you're drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love Garurumon. <laughs> and whoa, where Garurumon has a Sagittarius mode. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you just know that because of the Wikipedia, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like, it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me. I just remember, like, what they look like. I didn't remember their actual names. It's yeah. <laughs> it's all, like, melted in my brain at this point. <laughs> um, ben, favorite Pokemon? <laughs> uh, Bulbasaur. No. Yeah. N- yeah. Yeah, Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your runner-up favorite Pokemon? <laughs> Eevee. <laughs> Eevee. Oh, okay. Interesting. interesting. Uh, favorite Digimon? It is actually, uh, if we're going with the smaller form, uh, Gabumon and uh, Garumon. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Um, Scott? Mine. Uh, favorite Pokemon? Squirtle. Cause Squirtle Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that one <laughs> at all. I actually have a, a Squirtle. I was given this by my, <laughs> my buddies, Chris and Corey, for Christmas. Uh, it's like, you know those... Uh, like someone took the small, the like the first form Pokemon, and like made them into bodybuilders. Yeah, you ever seen those little like those little figures? Yeah. So they got me a Squirtle one, and it's like the Squirtle Squad. He's got the glasses on, and he's just kind of like flexing, and it's like the it's like the weirdest thing, but I love it, and it's on my desk, and I'm looking at it right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and favorite Digimon? I'm gonna go into uh, into the TV show here. I'm gonna say Wizardmon. Wizardmon was the Pokemon who would like help them on their journeys and stuff like that. Yeah, he's like literally he's got like a big staff, he's got like a wizard hat and a cape and all that. You don't see his mouth at all. Yeah, he's really cool. I also like Vulpix. Yeah, Vulpix is sweet. Vulpix is awesome. I made my mom draw me um uh the horse, the fire horse, whatever that was. Yep, I made my mom draw that for me when I was a kid. (laughs) Anyways, Continue, Scott. Mom, draw me this. I know. I'm just gonna watch. <laughs> I made my. That's that's so crazy. Like I growing up, I made my dad draw Mario and Luigi, so I could cut them out and put them onto cardboard and use those as action figures. When I was a kid, <laughs> it's just it's crazy what we get our parents to do when we're young. Let's uh, let's talk about our favorite moments from each 
film. So Hannah, what's your favorite moment out of uh, the Pokemon movie? I I mean, I do kind of like the that scene where Pikachu is trying to like run away from the little evil Pokeballs. I don't know why that one in particular I really like, but it just kind of shows like Pikachu's perseverance. And I, I like that. Digimon. I liked their first introduction to the like little pink, little pink squishy guy. Whatever oh, his name yeah, is. yeah. With like the brother and the, the little brother and the little brother's, uh, the, the little sister, they, the Digimon appears and they're like getting to know it. Yeah. It's like E.T. Like e. getting to know E.T. or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a, really, that's a I, really good moment. Yeah. I liked, I liked those scenes. And then like when it suddenly transforms and they're like, oh my God, you can talk. Like that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, ben, how about you? Uh, for similar, similar reasons to Hannah, I'm going to say uh, Pikachu's refusal to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of hard because he was just kind of standing back and taking it, refusing to succumb to Mewtwo's mind games. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really impactful moment, um, uh, really well done, and it's kind of like the... It goes against everything you've known from Pokemon, which is that they should fight each other, but Pikachu, Pikachu stands firm, stands his ground, and he'll take whatever beating comes to him he refuses to. Uh, to give in to the to the hatred, which is uh, nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Digimon, on the other hand, more so for uh, comedic value. I always enjoyed the moment where they're trying to get all of the Digi Destin together in the middle section, where they're doing phone tag with everyone. Yeah, I always. I don't know. I always had fun or i've always had fun with that uh with that section there that was always my favorite part of the movie just mainly because you're looking at that whole section going jesus is this what the internet really looks like on the inside (laughs) we were kids okay (laughs) i really hope i really hope yes (laughs) you're right do they do they really have street signs on the internet to tell you when to get off the get out of your lane and into this website? Yeah, that, um, that or it looks like reboot. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah, there's no other way. It could be yeah. anything else. Yeah, those are all really good choices. Um, for Pokemon, I'm gonna have to say like that that last bit there, like the big Pokemon battle where you know Pikachu, you know, like Ben said, uh, is taking a stand, and you can tell that these Pokemon, it almost in a way, it, it shows the difference between Pokemon battles and Pokemon fighting. Because Pokemon battles, there's a bit of like a consensual, like the Pokemon are, they 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 know what they're doing. Like the Pokemon, it's a partnership. The Pokemon wants to win as well, right? Like when Pikachu does a Pokemon battle, uh, po- Pikachu wants to win. Ash also wants to win. Um, there's like a bit of pride about that. and And for... Pokemon to fight for the sake of fighting neither isn't what either party wants. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it always like at a, when I was a kid, it, you know, it struck a chord. Like I, it made me feel something and, and it made me feel terrible. And I love movies that kind of do that and make you kind of, you know, well up a little bit. And I, that, that feeling still kind of holds true today. When I watch this movie, I, I thought it was a really, really well done sequence Especially when you know Pokemon's just getting the shit slapped out of him. As funny as <laughs> as funny as it is when you like like when you talk about it, but like yeah, it it means something. It uh, it makes you feel something too. Uh, for Digimon, uh, 
my favorite part of that movie is probably like the first act before we start doing time jumps and shit and and you mm-hmm. know and bringing in the main characters from every season that there ever was because i cuz the lead up especially with just the main two characters the young the brother sister dealing with the fact that they've now got a digimon you know and starting to hint at like a larger world things are going on okay they're going to have to do something they're going to have to uh make things right sort of thing that actually leads up and that's like i think that first act that would be a decent strong first act for you know if if that movie was made today uh i think afterwards though you know it doesn't it, it just becomes you know for the kids like a like an episode but um yeah, I think that's I think that's what I'll go with. Uh, what are our, what's our least favorite bits? Uh, Pokemon movie, Hannah. What do you think? I gotta say, like the entire like end of the Digimon movie, I I was just kind of like zoned out. Like as soon as the characters changed over, I was just kind of like I, I I don't really know what to make of this anymore. Like I, there was some cool stuff that happened in that section of the movie, but like. I just, yeah, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of changing the entire cast of characters like halfway through the movie. The Pokemon movie, it's not that I disliked it. Well, I mean, the Brock line at the end, I disliked that. That was like, to me, to put that into a kid's movie is kind of sinister. It's just kind of like, like you said, Scott, like his character may have informed like a lot of people growing up and now seeing how certain communities on the internet have been it's just kind of like that's that's not great how dark it was like kind of surprised me uh like when pikachu is electrocuting ash to try to like bring him quote unquote back to life i was like oh shit like this is actually this is kind of dark um but overall, I actually, I actually kind of like the Pokemon movie even today. Uh, ben, how about you? Uh, um, worst moments. Worst moments. I think for Pokemon, for me, the worst moment is kind of the very end of the movie where they all forget everything that happened. I kind of, I really yeah. don't like that. Have it have some consequence to the overall story of Pokemon. For the Digimon movie, I. I, I actually do still enjoy this movie. Um, I was always more invested in Digimon than I was in Pokemon. Um, so I might be a little biased there. But I will say, as much as I do enjoy the story told in the third act to a degree, I do agree that having it switch over to um, the second generation of the Digidestined uh, from the second series um, is where it really kind of lost me a bit because I never really connected with them the same way I did with the um, original group of characters. So I think that was kind of where it lost me a little bit too, even though I do enjoy the kind of the follow-up to the second half or the second third of the movie. Just like Hannah said, it's just switching over to that other, those other characters was didn't really do it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to agree with you guys. Uh the the Digimon movie, as soon as we leave the initial characters that we meet at the beginning of the movie, I kind of just lose interest and I kind of just start trailing off and it starts becoming hard to pay attention to it cuz you're just kind of like what what's happening? Um for the Pokémon 
movie. I think it's I think it's the amount of I get it's for kids and all that, but just kind of the amount of I don't want to say talking down, but the amount of catering that the movie mm-hmm. does. Kids aren't dumb. They're going to get it. Yeah. Your audience is not dumb, so there's no need to like you said, I think you said it the best. It's like Mewtwo would say something and then all of a sudden Nurse Joy's there to repeat it. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, if one of the <laughs> human characters says it, we suddenly understand. Yeah, I just don't think that's just kind of like that vibe. It just kind of puts a sour taste in your mouth. If you if you took all of those moments out, I think you'd be you'd have a, like a seven minute less runtime. Yeah, yeah, it happened a lot. And like, it, it just seemed a little bit strange because it's like, Kids can kind of infer from what is being said, like yeah. what's happening. So yeah, I did find it a little bit a, a little bit distracting just as an adult watching it, like having one line said and then immediately after it, the exact same line, just a little bit dumber. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. And like a, another example of that is there's um, when they're at the harbor in the Pokemon movie, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Officer Jenny is saying all this stuff, and then there's like this random mystic lady that's there, and you're like, well, "Who is this yeah. person? Why is she there?" And she's just say, like, she's basically being like, you know, the classic, you know, your person who tells the prophecy, and then it just is said dumbed down another version by someone else. And it's like these characters, yeah. these characters aren't needed, and yeah, this is all kind of minor stuff, but it's just not needed, you know. I mean, kids are gonna yeah. get it. Kids understand who these characters are. Uh, we understand the relationship with everything. And, you know, Mewtwo, there's like a 15-minute prologue with Mewtwo. So we understand yeah. his motivations. We understand exactly what he wants to do. I guess that's maybe another yeah. thing is that it took too long for us to get to the main characters. Yeah, yeah. If we had, like, maybe done a little bit more backstory on, like, Ash instead of Mewtwo. But, again, they're they're assuming that you watch the show coming into the movie. So Which is not a bad thing. But it just becomes yeah. it just becomes not really a movie anymore. Yeah, I did find Mewtwo's backstory to be kind of interesting. Like it, it didn't. It almost felt like it should be in a different movie. Like how dark and kind of exploitive it was. Um, yeah, totally. Because he becomes the underdog. You begin. You begin rooting for him. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, because with Giovanni his... and Team Rocket like abusing him. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, we're gonna do some uh, final thoughts and uh, some ratings here. So, uh, kind of going in the vein of what we did with um, Snyder verse versus the uh, the Whedon cut. Let's choose. Let's choose one over the other of what you liked more, and then rate the one that you liked. So, Hannah, if you had to choose Pokemon or Digimon. Oh boy. Um I'm going to choose Pokemon just because I overall like I overall felt more emotional watching that movie than I did the Digimon movie. Um I just and I like the animation a little bit more in the Pokemon movie. And I would probably give it I don't know, it's hard cuz like it's a kids movie. So like I have to remember that like it's made for children. It's not made for 30-year-old adults who decided maybe, they want to do a podcast. So, so was Phantom maybe, Menace, but that didn't stop us from ripping into it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. maybe, maybe this will help you uh, find a rating. Out of five <laughs> awkwardly standing Brocks in the corner staring at you, how many would you give it? Uh, I'd probably give it like a, 
Oh my god, I, am I going to give it a 2.5? I'm going to give it a 2.5. <laughs> a 2.5 out of 5. Here you go. Yeah. Alrighty, yeah. well, Ben, uh, if you had to choose Pokemon or Digimon. Um, okay, so I'm going to be a little biased here, and I'm probably going to be the only one to say this, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Digimon over Pokemon personally. Um, I felt like it worked better as a, sol- a single story rather than leaning so heavily on having to know who the characters are, you're just kind of dropped in with these people that you don't know their relationships. Then again, the movie is, both movies are designed for people who are fans of and have seen all of the show up to that point, their respective shows anyway. Um, but for me, I've always, I I prefer the kind of, the blend of this is the, the real world with these fantastical creatures in it that's always what's drawn me more into Digimon than Pokemon itself. Um, I do like that both of them deal with a lot of the same themes of friendship and teamwork. Then again, um, that's most children's television anyway. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going to go with that for myself, Digimon over Pokemon. Out of five Yabba-Dabba-Doomons, how many do you (laughs) give it? I'm going to give it... I'm going to shoot for the stars here and give it a solid 2.5. A solid 2.5. All right. There yeah, you coming go. There right you up go. the middle there. Here's a bit of a conundrum because I think Digimon is a way better movie up until the first act. And then it falls <laughs> apart. As soon as we go into that second act and we start like jumping and introducing people from all of, from all over the place, other, other uh, seasons, it, it loses me. And I don't care to pay attention. And that's not the, that first act is not enough to sway me away from the Pokemon movie as a whole. So I'm going to have to give it to Pokemon. All there right. you go. Now, out of, out of if five... If you say anything blasphemous about Squirtle, I'm going to come <laughs> to Kingston. Well, I wasn't going to, but now I'm thinking about it. Okay, okay. Uh, out of five Pikachu slaps... <laughs> <laughs> How hard does this movie slap? Oh man. I mean Pikachu had a couple of different slaps in there. He had a couple of slaps in there where I thought he kind of was like enjoying it a bit. And then all those other slaps. There's other slaps where it's like a comedic just kind of like just kind of grazes his face a bit. <laughs> just doesn't even really hurt. Um okay, out of five I'm going to give it a, a, a solid 2.5 as well. 2.5s across the board. There you go. There you go. Now, that, I did that's wanna, all she wrote. I did want to quickly touch on something Hannah said earlier about Brock being creepy in this movie. I feel like they toned him down for the movie compared to the TV show. Well, especially since it was only like a once or twice comment that he makes. Right? Oh, yeah. The, t- the TV yeah. show, it's like multiple comments per episode. Oh, God. I must have blocked that all out. Oh, like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, there's whole shots of him, like, following behind either um, Officer Jenny or Nurse Joy, like, blushing and drooling. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he tries to make out with Jigglypuff a couple times as well. That wouldn't surprise me. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Brock's a pretty creepy dude. Well. Yeah, on that note. Apparently, though, (laughs) I read that Brock finally gets a girlfriend, though. Yeah, I feel like I heard something about that. Uh, and Pokemon Sword and shit or something like that. He, it's like her name's Odessa or something like that. I don't know. 
Now, he hasn't been on the show in years now, right? Like, they're on season, like, 22 or 23. Oh, yeah. Like, like four Ash Ketchum voice actors later. <laughs> Wait, Veronica so. Taylor doesn't do it anymore? <laughs> I have no idea. It sounds that, very That's different. blasphemy. Sounds very different. I could be wrong, though. I probably am. That has been the Winchester's review and comparison of Pokemon the Movie versus Digimon the Movie. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It would really help us out, and we would appreciate it. Don't forget that you can join in on the conversation by following us on all social media at WinchesterCast. Don't forget to use the hashtag WinchesterCast. You can find our wonderful editor, Jordan Moore, on social media at that Jordan Moore. Hit him up for all your podcasting needs. Come on by for a pint. Tell your friends. Tell your family. The Winchester is home to all. Pew pew pew. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? The Last Night in Soho trailer. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it looks so fucking good. <laughs>